Ricky Lee and welcome back to That Girl Radio, guys. This is your weekly supplement to help you design your best life. And for today's episode, we are going to talk about single is the new solid. Being single can sometimes feel like a life sentence. And in the past couple of years of my life, I've learned to take on a new perspective that is helping me to heal my relationship with relationships. Singleness is a gift and it should be treated as such. Shifting from dating to be picked into dating to do the choosing is a really hard shift to do. And it took me years to do that. But once I made that shift, my life changed so much for the better. About two years ago, I did a 60-day sort of revival of myself, and I read about five books in a summer. And one of those books that completely changed my life was by John Kim. It's called Single on Purpose, Redefining Everything, Find Yourself First. And reading this book at 19 was kind of interesting because he was talking about finding yourself, finding your soul, finding your purpose, finding your why. And like at 19, I was pretty sure about a lot of things in myself, but having to do that introspection and really soul search and find the things that made me happy outside of another person was something that was a little foreign for me. I had just gotten out of a relationship, and yes, I've been in a relationship, y'all. I'm very private, but I was in a relationship for a few months. It was not that long, but prior to us actually getting into a relationship, we had been dating for, I want to say, like six or seven months. I had just gone away to college, and I'm navigating this new space, and I'm navigating a relationship. And in the pursuit of that relationship, I did not lose myself. But I felt like I was dimming my light in a lot of different ways in order to fit what he needed. And I'm so glad that I got to experience that at 19 and I was able to redefine what relationships look like now at 21 because now entering relationships and the dating scene and any sort of courtship, I have an entirely different perspective, right? But let's get into the work that I had to do over the course of the past couple of years. You have to learn to trust yourself and your judgment in a way that you've never done before. Because I'm going to be defining in the pursuit of uh, defining the solitude, also defining what a solid woman is. Because a solid woman is a lot of things that is foreign to a lot of us young women. And these are characteristics and traits that are beyond materialistic things. They are beyond getting your hair done, getting your nails done. A solid woman, while she is a kept woman, she is a woman that explores a lot of characteristics that are skin deep, okay? It is your soul. It is your aura. It is your energy. And that's something that you have to work on with time. After a long time, I really had to realize that it's not just getting my nails done or getting my hair done or, you know, getting my lashes done. 
And it's not about just reading the books or listening to Sarah Jakes Roberts on Sunday. It's about putting these sort of things into practice and loving myself enough and trusting myself enough to make better decisions when it comes to dating. And also when it comes to dating myself, I make very sound business decisions. I make very great practices when it comes to studying for my exams and, you know, studying and showing up for other people. But when it comes to myself, I would consistently fall short. And what John Kim attributes to being single with purpose is finding the power and just being with self. And once you find the power and the joy and just your own company, having someone else there to share those moments and those memories with is going to be all the more better because you realize you could have had just as much fun doing it yourself, but now you got this person to share this time with you and it makes it even better. But John Kim says the first step to being single with purpose is redefining everything. And I believe that to be true for anything in your life. If you want to trust yourself, if you want to be able to be more vulnerable, if you want to be able to, you know, get a raise in your job, if you want to be able to get a new opportunity, like you have to be willing to redefine everything that you know currently and Take on new responsibility, take on new habits, take on new conversations. Like you have to be able to have a mindset shift so that you can put yourself in a headspace to be better. And after you've redefined everything for yourself and you've said, okay, this is my standards, this is what I want, this is what I need, then comes the time of redefining what love is. Because a lot of us, have seen and exhibited certain types of love throughout our lives, like love amongst friends, love amongst previous partners, love amongst us and our family members, our parents, our mom, our dad. Like there are different types of love that we've exhibited. And while they may have been phenomenal or they may have been painful, it is up to you to define what you want that to look like in your future. Bump what it looked like in the past, babe. For the woman that you are becoming, what kind of love do you want? And John Kim described what he thinks love is now after he's been single with purpose. And I think this is just so profound. So just listen. Love is an intimacy that's deeper than skin. Love is eye contact, a slow burn, and boring and routine at times. Love means watering your own lawn. Love means safe spaces. Love means communication, consistency, and constant courting. Now, I want to focus on a few portions of this excerpt, one of them being that love is an intimacy that's deeper than skin. As I said before, we all have types. We all have things that we've seen before that we're attracted to. But all in all, if you want to create very fruitful outcomes for yourself in dating, you have to redefine what your type is. And it can't just be an aesthetic, okay? It can't be, oh, he's dark skin. He got to be brown skin. He got to have a six pack. He got to make six figures. Like love is skin deep. It is what are your values? How do you make me feel? How do you make me view myself? How do you make me view life? Like there are so many different layers to a person beyond just what they look like. And if you are still in a stage of limiting the type of experiences that you can have in love based on what 
things look like, I need you to stop doing that today because you are blocking potential blessings. Another portion of the excerpt that I wanted to focus on was love means safe spaces. I'm going to talk about later on in this episode how you are your own safe space as a solid woman, but love is safe. It is not toxic. It is not exhibiting behaviors that are near narcissism, okay? Love comforts. Love is kind. Love is patient. These are things that God says in the Bible. And you can always just take out the word love and input the person that you are pursuing's name. And if they are not exhibiting those sort of behaviors or at least trying to exhibit those sort of behaviors, maybe that is not a person that you should be dating, courting, allowing to even be in your space because you want something that is timeless. You want a love that takes communication, consistency, and constant courting. But not only does this mean that love is these things to other people, love is this to yourself. And I think one thing that I'm learning is to be consistent with myself because a lot of times I make false promises. And in that, I let myself down. And I find myself being extremely hard on me. But when a man lets me down, I'm like, "Mm, I'm going to give grace. No, Hold yourself accountable. And the same way that you hold yourself accountable is the same way that you need to be holding these men in your dating pool accountable as well because they cannot be just given chance after chance after chance when he's shown you on the 19th chance who he is. He showed you on the first chance, but you allowed him to give you another opportunity to let you down. And you can't just keep doing that. We let ourselves down all the time by saying, we're going to do this. We're going to start this tomorrow. And then we don't. And then we become women who are not of our word or the word. And we constantly allow piss poor behaviors to be in our vicinity. And that is not okay because we are women of standard. We are the standard and we have to walk in that. Because I'm okay with having a dating pool of maybe just five men that are extremely quality and are everything that I'm possibly looking for. And I'm just trying to dwindle down like who meshes with me the most and the best. Then have a thousand options that have a lot of red flags and are able to be in my vicinity and play with me all the time and don't respect me and are able to be in my vicinity all the time because they just don't have any standards to follow because I'm just like, well, I'll go for anything. When you don't have standards, you allow a lot of different people to come into your life. Standards are a way of letting the people know that we have quality control over here, babe, okay? Any and everything ain't coming up in my space, okay? I'm not just allowing a dude who lacks communication skills, lacks emotional intelligence, social intelligence, and regular intelligence be all up in my space. I'm just not. And it's not to say that I'm better than people who don't. And it's not to say that I don't like to interact with those who don't. But my whole thing is when you've worked on yourself and you've invested in yourself and you love yourself, you want to be able to pour equally into a person that can pour just as much into you. You don't want to be in a parasitic relationship. 
You want to be in something that's symbiotic, where you both are receiving something from it that is equally valuable. If you're teaching him how to be more emotional, he's teaching you how to be more logical. He's teaching you how to handle your finances. You're teaching him how to handle business relationships. Like there's just so many different things that you can learn from people. And just keep that in mind. Like you you always want to enter a dating situation where they may not be exactly like you, but at least you're learning something from them. You're feeling something from them. And it's not just taking from you 24-7, financially, spiritually, emotionally. Like you just want a space that is safe for you. So the first step to being a solid woman is realizing that you are your safe space. Often we feel like where we are right now is not enough. Where we are right now is not safe. It's just like, I need more, I need more, I need more. And we seek refuge in other people. Instead of facing our fears, facing our hurt, facing our pain, we like to hide behind another person and either aid them through their pain and their problems or distract ourselves in them without because we don't want to face ourselves. We don't want to face the reality of our circumstances. So we would much rather engross ourselves in someone else's world and be concerned with their obstacles and be concerned with their goals and their dreams because we're too afraid to face our own. And that's a place that you don't want to be in for long. Some people enter whole marriages in pursuit of seeking refuge in another person because they're running away from their own problems. I don't want us to be in marriages like that today. I don't want us to be in marriages for 25 plus years um, because our money was funny and we didn't think that we could make it on our own. I don't want us in relationships with individuals who are narcissistic because he had this quote unquote status or job or name. He was known. So we were like, oh, I'm just going to stay with him and I'm going to stick it out because it looks good. Honey, that is not a safe space for you. You create the safe space for yourself. If you're entering the dating pool and you can answer these questions clearly and concisely and the answers are yes, then you're solid. But if the answers are no, you're not. And the questions I have are, do you have reliable friends or family? Do you have godly community? Do you have a quiet place that you can go to and release the tension from the day. And if you don't have those things, that's okay because you're not going to have all three. But I would at least like for you to have one of those because if you don't, you're going to enter the dating pool seeking refuge in another person or for someone to save you from your circumstances. And sometimes in the pursuit of safety, we endanger ourselves in a lot of other ways. Don't you just love the sound of that music, guys? I am so excited to announce that we are doing a midway segment. It is going to be called the That Girl Supplement. And here, I'm going to give you a weekly dose of either mental, physical, or spiritual well-being practices that can help you live your best life. And for the first ever That Girl Supplement, 
we are going to be discussing the art of healthy detachment. Because as solid women, we have to realize that we cannot be unhealthily attached to every single person we encounter. We cannot be unhealthily attached to every man that takes us out to dinner or every man that we sleep with. We have to express and practice healthy boundaries so that we can thrive in dating. And so... I'm going to give you guys a scenario and I want you to exercise this practice of healthy detachment. And at first glance, think the way that you always have, right? Acknowledge the way you always have thought about things. But from what I'm teaching you in today's podcast episode, think of the things that the better version of you would do. What would you want your daughter to do? Okay. Think about it like that. So first things first, keep in mind your current mindset as we go through this scenario. So let's say you're out with your friends, you guys go for a drink and you're at the bar and this really handsome young man comes up to you and he's giving you the vibes, okay? He is handsome. He's everything that you like. He's got the type of job that just entices you. His conversation is just so enriched with like thought-provoking topics and he's keeping eye contact with you. Like he is everything that you want in a man. And the conversation is going so well that he wants to continue it, but he has to leave. So he asks you if he can take you out for lunch that Thursday. And you all begin to start texting throughout the week and even FaceTime that following Monday. And you're like, falling fast. You're like, ooh, shoot. Like, I really like this man. Like, he is everything that I want and more. But communication begins to die down on Wednesday. And you're kind of starting to think like, what's going on? And so Thursday afternoon rolls around and you have not heard from this man. So you text him and you say, hey, are we still on for lunch today? But he doesn't reply. So first things first, let me ask you, how are you feeling? Are you feeling A, anxious, B, confused, or C, content? And there's no right or wrong answer, guys. So just let me know on our podcast at That Girl Radio how you're feeling. Now, later that evening, he finally replies and says, oh, I'm so sorry. I got caught up at work. Can you meet me for drinks at Mandrake? And you have the option to reply one of these three things. You can say, no, why wouldn't you communicate that earlier? You had me waiting. B, no worries. I would love to. What time were you thinking? Or C, I would have loved to catch up with you tonight, but I have an early morning. So let's catch up sometime in the next couple of weeks. Pause this right now and let me know on the That Girl Radio Instagram initially what your thoughts are. What is your answer to this scenario? A, B, or C? I'll reiterate the answers. A, no, why wouldn't you communicate that earlier? You had me waiting. B, no worries. I would love to. What time are you thinking? Or C, I would have loved to catch up with you tonight, but I have an early morning, so let's catch up sometime in the next couple of weeks. Now that you've returned back to the podcast and you've restarted, I would like for you to think long and hard and digest for yourself what you think I would have said as Miss That Girl. And I will be honest with you, me 
a couple of years ago would have said no worries because I'm, I was such a people pleaser. And I was thinking, because I go for my dream man all, all the time. Like I like dreamy men. I love men who come in and check off a lot of the boxes for me. I love a leader. Like when you're exhibiting a lot of the skin deep qualities that I'm looking for, I easily just start imagining like how you're going to fit into my world. And so because of that, because I play up people's roles in my lives before they even audition for them, (laughs) I would be constantly disappointed because I was just allowing them to walk all over me and to enter and exit as they pleased. And I was very unhappy with my dating life because I was dealing with people who were honestly just wishy-washy with me, were not sure that they wanted to be with me. And I would constantly, as they would express the slightest bit of interest, I would just be like, no worries. I would love to hang out with you. What time are you thinking? I'm going to move things around in my schedule. And that was very, very, very dangerous for me because I just like was so caught up in like how other people felt about me that I forgot how I felt about myself. And so you do not want to be the girl who is constantly giving grace to men who haven't shown you any reliability, right? Like you just met this man on Saturday. He made plans with you on Thursday and he was not able to make it. And then he tells you, I got caught up at work. Can you meet me for drinks at Mandrake? Like I get that you may have gotten caught up at work, but you made a a time commitment for us to hang out this afternoon. And so I, you know, I move things around in my schedule. So I'm not just going to be so quick to jump at the first instance to hang out with you again, because I mean, it kind of feels like you're not a man of your word. And this is a case by case scenario. Like you can give grace guys, but I'm just saying, don't be the girl that gets walked all over, be the girl that walks away. That is a girl that is memorable, that is unforgettable, that will change a man's ways. And we're not in the business of making a man better for us or being so delulu that we think we could be the one to make him change. But we are knowledgeable enough to know that we can teach someone how to treat us. And although he may have been caught up at work or even if he wasn't and he just didn't want to arise the occasion to take you out to lunch, but he can take you out for a drink. It's setting the tone now that "Mm, maybe you think that I'm a certain type of girl and let me remind you that I'm not. And so by providing that little bit of distance and putting your foot down slightly and stating like, I would have loved to catch up with you, but I have an early morning. Like I have a life, I have obligations. And men love women that set boundaries. Men love women that are not 24-7 available. And forget what men love. When you love yourself, you set boundaries. When you love yourself, you are willing to healthily detach from this person and say like, you know what? I would have loved to catch up with you. Like you seem like a dope person, but I really don't know you. And I can't play up in my mind what I think you might be because I never even got to, you know, see it for it to be true. So I'm just going to leave this is where it's at. And if you want to revisit this in the next couple of weeks, like we definitely can. And that's not saying like 
he can't do anything with you for two weeks. It's saying like, over the course of these next two weeks, look at your schedule, be absolutely sure of a time that you are available so we don't have to revisit this again, where I'm literally sitting here questioning like, what's going on? Why hasn't he reached out to me? Because I asked you guys on the first part of the segment, how you were feeling. And for me, I instantly feel kind of confused and anxious because just like, why aren't you communicating with me? What's going on? Like, I'm trying to figure out if we're still going out to lunch. I got ready. Like, I moved around my schedule. And it appears like we're not going anymore. And like, the least you can do as a man is communicate that to me. So hopefully, a lot of you were able to answer option C. And the reason why I wouldn't put option A is because that gives him too much of your energy, right? When you are healthily detached, yes, you can express how you feel. And in the first part of option C, you say, I would have loved to catch up with you. You're expressing like, I was really looking forward to seeing you. So you're not negating your emotions. You're not speaking just logically. You're not losing your feminine touch with option C. But with option A, it's a little combative. And you're exerting a lot of energy for a person you just met last Saturday. You get what I'm saying? Like, let's take it a step back. Let's dial it back. Yes, that was disrespectful for this person to not communicate with you and let you know that they're not going to be able to make it. And for me, I'm trying to exercise not being so wound up or wild up or riled up, whatever it is, when someone doesn't meet my expectations or like sets an expectation for themselves and says like, oh, I want to take you out and do this. And it's just like, you didn't even have to say you were going to do that. Like you could have saved us both the breath. But again, that's giving him too much credit. And sometimes men are looking, they're fishing for these sort of opportunities to get a crazy reaction out of you because then they can put you in a certain category of women that they're dealing with that they can play these sort of games with. And he's going to ghost you for a couple of weeks. He's not going to respond to the very um, combative message, but he'll come back in a couple of weeks after you posted a few cute pics and he'll be like, oh, like you look amazing. Like, would you like to, you know, try again for our lunch. And then he's going to flake again. And it's just going to be a continuous cycle. And then after so many times where he hasn't met the expectation to take you out, he's going to then try to just chill with you on a late night. And some of us might reply and just be like, okay, like whatever. Like I can't get this man to take me out to a drink, but whatever. Like he has time for us to hang now. So let's just hang. And you don't realize that he's basically trained you on how you should be treating him. And he's telling you, okay, I can't live up to the boyfriend expectations that you might have for me. So I'm going to continuously show you that I'm a dog and I'm going to wait for you to give me a treat. And it's just like, oh, why do we do that to ourselves? So I just want you to know that option A is by no means the answer that you should be giving because saying like, you had me waiting. No, why wouldn't you communicate that earlier? That's just giving too much energy to this man that we don't know, y'all. And also, you don't know what he had gone through earlier in the day, like saying he had gotten caught up at work. And if he was being genuine in that sense, you don't want to sour the situation too early by jumping the gun. So that's why I say option C is the safest option. And that, my friends, was our weekly That Girl Supplement. 
So how do you guys feel? <laughs> the weekly supplement is going to be a place where we can really critically think about how we are navigating different parts of our well-being, whether that be our spiritual, our mental, physical, all kinds of things. I'm really excited to see how this manifests in the kind of dialogue we are able to spark. But that brings me into the second segment of our show, which is on more of the attributes of a solid woman. And through and through, I find that solid women are magnetic, okay? They do not give off desperate energy trying to just grab onto anything at arm's length. Like they are a magnet and they draw people to them, opportunities to them. And it comes to them with ease. They are not out here trying to force things because a solid woman realizes what is for her is for her and it is hers. It has her name written on it. She doesn't have to sit out here and try to convince some man of all the reasons why she's amazing because the man that is for her is going to realize that off the rip. Author, he's going to know, he's going to see, he's going to be like, I I recognize your radiance and I'm just in awe of who you are and I just got to get around you. I got to get some of that vibe. And so I'm going to clear my schedule. I'm going to move some things around so we can be together. And I feel like when you equally feel that way about another person and it's just a no brainer, like, man, this person is just awesome. Like, I just... I love your energy. I love your aura. I just, I have to get a little bit of the fragrance that you're giving off. That's what you want. Two equally solid people that are magnets and attracting all types of things in life, but choose each other through and through because this is where they want to be. They've chosen to be here because they like it here, not because oh, you know, I don't have a safe space, so I'm looking for refuge in another person or because I don't know how to practice healthy detachment or because I, I'm i just in a rush. I feel like time is not on my side. You know, I'm 30 and I need to, you know, start a family. Like they aren't in a mindset of scarcity or lack. They're in a mindset of abundance. And that's another thing that a solid woman is. A solid woman is abundant. They don't live in scarcity. I'm not sitting here thinking about the fact that this man gave me an opportunity to go to lunch with him on Tuesday and it didn't work out. And so he offers for us to go to dinner. And I'm not thinking to myself like, oh, if I don't say yes, then I might not ever be able to see him again. Oh, that is the last thing on my on my brain. I'm just like, well, if we don't get to go to lunch on Tuesday, Um, maybe we can try out for another time in the future. But if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like what's for me can't miss me. You get what I'm saying? In due time, if this is exactly where I'm supposed to be, it's going to come back to me. And no, I'm not lackadaisal, not putting in the work and putting myself out there because I am, but I'm solid at the end of the day. I'm not in a rush to be with a person. I'm not in a rush to find my person because I realize that we're going to find each other and we are going to be drawn to each other because we've done the work and we're magnets at this point. Because I'm, I can't lie to you. I'm drawn to people in a room. I'm not necessarily like picking and choosing and just like, oh, like I heard this about him. So I want him. I'm drawn to energy. 
I am attracted to a way a man carries himself and how he works a room. And that's hard to gauge off of social media. You feel me? Like, I, you might be cute there, but like, what is your aura like? Do you command a room? Are you a natural leader? How do you speak life over people? Or do you speak death into people? Like, I am constantly looking into all of these different aspects when it comes to my dating life because that's how I conduct and carry myself. And so when you are a woman of abundance and you feel like there are an abundance of blessings and opportunities and people on layaway just for you, you're not going to be as inclined to be worried about if you don't get the opportunity to see this person again or talk to this person again. Because it's just like, what's for me is for me. Like if me and him are meant to be together in due time, it will work. But for right now, I'm going to steward my singleness. Because in singleness, you have, you're a time billionaire. Do you not realize that? You are a time billionaire. You have so many milliseconds and hours that you can dedicate to your career to your personal relationships, to your family. Because as soon as you're married, or even when you get in a relationship with a person, your world no longer revolves around family as much. Because when you get married, child, your immediate family isn't your sister and your brother and your mom and your dad. Your immediate family is the family you're building. So appreciate the time in your singleness that you have to devote to family, that you have to devote to your passions, your career, your friendships, your community. That is the time that we get to steward and develop into the people that we're called to be. And so I don't want us to miss out on the solidness and what needs to be celebrated in this season of of singleness. Because in the, se- in the season of singleness is when you get to become who you want to be. You get to define who you want to be. Once you enter companionship, there's constant consideration of another person and their needs and their wants. And sometimes you are brought into doing that for a lifetime, especially when you have a kid. You got to consider a little person all the time. But for this one point in your life, you are blessed, my sister. Because you ain't got to worry about not one soul, not one little mouth, and not one big mouth. Nope, not one man, and not one kid. You All you got to worry about is you. So figure out what that looks like. Find your joy. Find what makes you happy. Because often we feel like, oh, I'm just, uh, I just want to be in a relationship so bad. Like, I just want a man so bad. I just want to be happy. And when I hear sentences like that, it scares me. Because you are waiting for a romantic relationship to make you happy. And I don't like to hear that people just want to be happy anyway. Because what you should want to be is joyful. Joyful and joy-filled. Because to be happy, something has to happen. Right? So when you say in a sentence, oh, I just want to be happy. I just want a relationship. Huh? Find joy, find your why, find what gets you up out of bed every morning. And it cannot be that dude that be DMing you every now and then from Instagram. It just can't. It can't be the guy who's been dragging you along for years, telling you he wants you, but his actions never measure up to what he's saying. 
That just can't be the life that you're called to live. I'm telling you, it's something out there that is going to make you happy. And it's not going to be contingent upon if this person is performing in the bedroom. It's not going to be contingent upon if this person buys you flowers or if this person is communicating with you consistently and loving you in your love language. It's not going to be contingent upon no other person. It's all going to be under your control because this is something that you've carved out cultivated and created for yourself because you're joy filled and you're not waiting for something to happen or for someone to save you or for someone to speak life over you for you to find that everything that you need to be happy is already at your disposal. You just got to use it because like I said, a solid woman is an abundant woman. She realizes that she has all of the resources readily at her disposal to carve out the dream life that she wants. She's not waiting for a man to come save her because the man saved her. God saved her. She's not waiting for no dude in the flesh to come up and, and upgrade her life. God upgraded her life. You feel me? Like, I am a living testimony of someone who resided and lived in a space of lack for so long. I resided and I lived in a space of wanting to be picked for so long. And once I came onto the other side of that and realized that I was enough and that I was able to find joy in the little things and in my family and in my friendships and that there is a reason to wake up and to get dressed and to be cute outside of a guy. And I realized that very early on, but some of those things took me a little bit longer. And it took a lot of introspection and work. But now I enter dating with a mindset of abundance and healthy detachment practices. And I'm able to date multiple people and be content because I'm not unhealthily attached to multiple people and I'm not concerned with how they feel about me. I'm concerned with how I feel about you. Do I like you? Do I like how you're treating me? Do I like how you're making me feel? Do I like how you treat the people around you? Like those are questions that I'm constantly answering. And I was on the phone with this guy not too long ago. And he was like, I feel like I'm on an interview. And I'm like, this is not an interview. But like at the same time, it is. You know, I'm sorry. No one else has made you feel like you had to be vetted. Because a lot of times these men, especially the higher caliber men that you talk to, they feel as though they are the prize. And I am looking for a prize. Don't get me wrong. I feel like we both can equally be the prize. And so that takes a very long vetting process. You're constantly in an interview, my brother. The interview for the job does not stop once you've given me flowers and once you've taken me on a couple of dates. The interview is in the case study, okay? It's on every single date we go on. It's on every single interaction we have. It's in you telling me you're going to do something and then you actually doing it. The interview is consistent throughout our courtship. And if at any point I feel like you are not measuring up to the job, then I will communicate that to you and I will move forward with a different candidate. Okay? It's simple. It is not that hard. And that is how you communicate that you are a solid woman. You are a woman who is dating with intention. 
You're not, and you may not be looking for your husband, but you ain't looking to just have anybody around and up in your space. You want men of a husband caliber, men of a great caliber in your vicinity. And so you have a vetting process and you don't have to communicate what the process is, my my sister, okay? Because I don't tell people what my vetting process is. I don't communicate these things to them, but I make a mental note every time like, hmm. I didn't like that. I didn't like what he said. I didn't appreciate that. And you keep note of those things. And you don't even have to talk about it to your friends. I was just talking to one of my good friends about this. Like a solid woman trusts herself. She doesn't have to go to her girlfriend's every single interaction to see, oh, what should I text him? What should I say? When should I call him? When should I do that? Because you trust yourself. You trust your judgment. And you know that at the end of the day, you wouldn't lead yourself astray. And when you pray... And you ask God for guidance and to aid you in having a kingdom-like relationship or a kingdom-oriented relationship. Like when you have certain goals in mind for work, you do prayer. Well, if you have certain goals in mind for your relationships, pray about it. Say, God revealed to me if this is a man that mirrors you. Reveal to me if this is a man that you envision in my future that can help me blaze my purpose path. If if he can't, then, you know, allow me to remove myself from this situation with grace. Give me a graceful exit. That is my prayer constantly, God. Please give me a graceful exit from this relationship if it is not for me. And he always does it for me. He will reveal to me that this man is doing something he ain't supposed to be doing, or he will have us have a certain interaction that doesn't necessarily rub me the right way. And so I will kindly remove myself. But Solid women are constantly in pursuit of better. They're not just going to be complacent in and stagnant in relationships that are not fruitful for them. And lastly, solid women are in no rush. Do not rush your singleness. Do not rush the time that God is spending priming and prepping you for your purpose because it takes time. And I would much rather God do it to me alone than for him to do it to me while I'm in a relationship because being prepped and primed and stripped of a lot of the things that you know so that you can become better takes a lot of strength and a lot of vulnerability. And so for you to have to share those moments with another person in the midst of like you transforming yourself, that's another level of vulnerability and maturity that I don't know that I've reached yet. 